0: wake up, wake up, get up, yo, <laughs> how y'all doing, I hope you're having a good day, I hope you're feeling well, I hope you are ready to get out there and get shit done, yeah, good morning everybody, it's your boy, Di. welcome you back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts, how do you feel it, yeah, man I hope everybody's having a good day so far well as for me doing pretty well I had to put my car in the shop yesterday yeah it turns out that my cv axle or the cv boot something broke man it was a bunch of grease all under the uh in the wheel well and uh around the, the tire on my car so i took it up to the mechanic dropped it off and thankfully i was able to pick it up By the time i was getting off i wasn't even really officially off work yet when they got when i got the call that my car was ready but it was so close to time i was like you know what i'm just gonna go get my car because i had to take an uber down there and i would hate to (laughs) i would hate to have to have my car sitting there waiting ready for me to go and then you know because uber's not always available or not always close you know and you know they closed at seven so I really only had like probably an hour fifteen minutes to get there. I didn't want to cut it short, man. But to me, taking my car to the shop is a big deal, man. Because I'm afraid to take my car to the, to the shop. It's always a moment of, of of nervousness dropping my car off to the shop because it's like you never know what you're gonna what they're gonna tell you. It's like you know I'm always worried about uh, them saying that it's something more than what I thought it was, I always Google, when I find a problem, and I can see it, or you know, there's something I can hear, something that, that's Googleable, I'll Google it and see, you know, what information I can find, that um, is similar to the problems that I'm having, so that I kind of have an idea of what's wrong with my car when I take it there, to kind of try to help me keep, um, keep myself from being gypped. But man, you know, and part of that comes from the anxiety of, you know, back when I was just like real, real broke. I mean, there was times where I was so broke that like it didn't matter what was wrong with the car, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't get it fixed. I had to call somebody to borrow a couple of dollars or something. But you know, so you know, that's kind of just just that. I guess it's like post-traumatic stress or whatever, man, from just that that period of my life. I'm always extra nervous. When I'm dropping my car because I'm like, I don't know how much it's going to be. I actually had to calm myself down and was like, bro, buddy, anything outside of them telling you you have to just outright go pay cash for a whole new car, you'll be good. But, um, uh, but yeah, man, taking your car to the mechanic, that's like, it's like, I think about it like going to the doctor. You know what I mean? You go to the doctor because your foot hurt and while there, you're there, they're like, well... We might as well run this blood test, we might as well check your blood pressure, check your cholesterol, and this thing, you know, you went because your foot was hurting, you leave out, diagnosed with diabetes, high blood pressure and cholesterol, <laughs> gonorrhea, HIV, and some most of you dying, yeah, that's fine, all, I, I was relieved when he called me, he told me the price, uh, what it was to get fixed, I was like, alright, go ahead and do it, and, you know, Put my happy pants back on, but I'm gonna have to take it back, or I'm gonna take it back next week because it's making a noise on the passenger side of the car. So I want to go ahead and get that knocked out uh, before it actually becomes a problem. But yeah, that was just that was my day yesterday. I was at, and then I I had it scheduled for um, to take it to the actual dealership to. Uh, Get, a, get checked for a recall, but I don't think I'm doing that today because I'm trying to catch on on my time from work, man. I'm trying to avoid working the weekend, which is what I have to do if I come up short with time. To get my time, I'd have to either stay late on Thursday, Friday, or just come in on Saturday and make up that time. I'm kind of trying to avoid doing it. And I got an assignment. Always, You always get the most... Uh, um, we always get the most we need this done as ASAP assignments right when you get off work. You ever notice that? When you're at work early in the day, nobody ever hits you up and it's like, I need this right now. It's always when you're leaving work or when you're about to leave work, they hit you up. and it's like, yeah, we need this done. Can you have it done tomorrow? It's like, what? But, I, yeah, I got a little assignment. I'm going to knock it out. There's not really much to do. But um, it's just going to be kind of, I hate working, you know, under the clock like that. You know, you, when, because most things aren't, and most things are how am I trying to say? And what I'm trying to say. I hate when people wait until the last minute and then make something a big deal for you. You know, when you had time leading up to it to get this done or to, to put that call out early and say, hey, could you do this for me? But no, no, no. People always wait till that. Last pending minute, and then say, "Hey, you know, we need this done right now." You tell me you've been working on something for a couple of days, and, and it hasn't been working for you. <laughs> you could have called me a couple of days ago and asked me to do it for it. I've been just as happy, if not happier, to go ahead and knock that out uh, for you. So, while I'm up here at the at the shop, <clears throat> I filled out my paperwork. I, I've hit up my Uber uber's like eight minutes away so i go around get my um get my bag out of my car get my coffee and a box of supplies that i needed to drop off at a location that day and i walk back around the building now while i'm walking because i parked on the side this place is always bad because they're so efficient and they're good at what they do and the prices are great these guys work like machines like i've never pulled up there. And seeing anybody standing around. I've never seen anybody on a cell phone. I've stayed there a whole day one day waiting on my starter to get fixed. Because, you know, they do it like the barber shop. It's first come, first serve. So I, I didn't have a ride that day. And I sat there. And these guys just worked continuously all day. No break. And um, when they took their lunch break, they just all went in the back. Pulled out their lunch, just Sat there. Ate. Then went right back to work, man. So they get a lot of business. So I had to park on the side of the building. And as I'm coming around, getting ready to getting close to the corner, a car pulls up and he pulls like right in the path when I'm walking. I'm like, dude. But I let it go because like I said, it's tight in here. It's a lot of it's a lot of cars here. So he had to park where he had to park. Just like I had to park where I had to park. So he pulls in. And um, I go, I walk around the car Between the car and the building Walk over to the side step Put my bag and my coffee down And I'm messing with my phone Trying to see how long it's going to take For my Uber to pull up So this guy gets out of his car And um, he walks around to the back of the car and he's just leaning on the trunk Messing with his phone So I'm not paying much attention Then a second car pulls up So I look up because I'm trying to You know figure out if this is my uber or not it's not it's just uh, another uh, patron of the business pulling in so she gets out of the car and she starts she's loud she's talking extremely loud even though we're outside it was even loud for outside so that caught my attention again i look over and as i'm looking over the guy turns around and he's got the blackest Black eye I have ever seen in my life. Now I've seen some big black eyes, like my buddy Tim. Like one time, back in like tenth grade, he had he some. Uh, that's the story for, gladiator school. But he had this, this extremely swollen eye as a result of some activity, and um. So I've seen a big like eye that was just like huge and swollen. But I've never seen one that was so black, and this was a, a, a African American. This was an African American guy, dark skinned guy, and this was the blackest. I'm talking about like all around, down around um, your bottom eyelid and that whole little area, and then even up on the upper eyelid, it was just black. Somebody just left a whole trademark around this dude's I man, it was crazy. I was like on Friday when um. I was like on Friday when what his name was who got his chain stand my mama gave me that chain that dude I was like when Smokey and Craig seen that dude and it was like damn hey I don't know what he got into but they look if he won I hate to see what the other guy look like because that eye brother that eye whew, he got the all up in there man he nailed that. that was a great shot I hope it was, uh, I mean, I hope it was luck, because there should be no human being walking around with that type of precision punching that isn't fighting in the MMA or in the boxing. <laughs> he nailed that dude good and straight in the eye. I mean, that thing was black. I'm talking about Negro. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about he had to punch the out of that dude, man. But well, that's enough of that, man. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll get back to business, man. Y'all ain't getting there with me. So, what did y'all think about that bonus episode of Hearts of Men? Where I talk about why side chicks are winning. Yeah, hit y'all off with a bonus, man. I felt like y'all deserved it. You know, since I slacked off on that Gladiator School uh, episode Saturday, I'm going to come back. I guarantee you, I'm going to come back with that Gladiator School another Episode of Growing Up to Ville Di, but it is the the subject matter is still the Gladiator School. Yeah, I got a little some somewhat mixed reviews about the um, the uh, the Side Chick episode, right? Uh, <laughs> which is kind of crazy because I talked about everything from uh, older men dating younger women to uh, cheating to interracial relationships to you know commitment but the the one that caught people's attention was the side chick episode man some people just took it for what it was and enjoyed it A few people took exception to it and let me know that they didn't agree with the things I was saying which is fine that is fine man we're we're here for the discussion right man i don't expect everybody to agree with my thoughts but at the end of the day we do have to recognize that like i said these are just thoughts In opinions, I am in no way saying that this is how anybody should live their life. Uh, couple, uh, Well, one person in particular uh, (laughs) felt the need to point out that I keep making the polygamy joke as if I'm trying to coax people into polygamy. At the end of the day, I really could care less about how you live your life or what you do or your relationship. You know, but this is my platform, so I will continue to talk about whatever. I wanna talk about whenever I wanna talk about it. <clears throat> but I do enjoy the um the feedback and the discussions, man. It was all in it was all in good taste and it was all in um you know, there was nothing disrespectful, but you know, that is what it is. And uh what else we wanna talk about Bun B. Bun B and his wife recently were victims of a home invasion. Guy comes up, rings the doorbell. His wife answers the door, forces his way in, you know, tries to take her upstairs. And he ends up taking her to the garage to steal her Audi. And Bumby came down and emptied a clip into the car, you know, hit the guy. But the guy, you know, he didn't die. But it's like, wow, man, it's crazy. Like a lot of people don't have that um, experience of of being robbed or having an attempt it someone attempting to rob you or take something from you and it's a lot different than having something stolen from you you know when in the course of a robbery that's like it's it's face to face it's confrontational the person is standing right there and unfortunately fortunately bumby lives in texas where you know they have no problem with you gunning a thief down and you know he's not facing any charges there's a lot of people in lot of places in the world where in these same exact circumstances he would be uh, incarcerated right now for defending his property or yeah from for defending his property and uh i feel like they just try to make it difficult for certain people to actually be legal gun owners and to legally protect themselves in their homes in their vehicles and out about in public and then you have another Demographic of people That it just seems like They can do no wrong When it comes to them And their firearms But um, A lot of people Don't know that feeling Like I said man Somebody tried to rob me Once I was downtown Downtown Atlanta we, me, me and my brother A couple of my friends We went out to this club And You know We're leaving the club And We're walking back To our car Cause You know The parking The place where we parked Was separate from the the club we were at, you know, downtown Atlanta, is like a lot of uh, cities, you, you know, you have to find somewhere to park, so we we're walking back to where we parked, and there's a guy walking down the street talking to one of my friends, and he said, they're just chopping it up, and chopping up, and being extra friendly, but they're way ahead of us, and then we cross the street, he crossed the street with us, and then when we head into the parking lot, he kind of broke off, so I walk over to the car, my brother unlocks the doors and then goes around the corner to pee. So we're standing out there waiting for him, and my friend's standing behind the car. And he's like, "Hey, um, you got your you got your thing with you?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do." And um, my legally owned firearm. He's like, "Yeah, I do." And he's like, "Well, get it." And I'm like, "Bro, what's going on?" Cause like I said, we've been we're under the influence. He's like, get it. I'm like, what's going on? And he don't get it right now. So I don't know what's going on, but I still have, a, I'm still have my wits about me enough to know that something's wrong. So because I'm on the passenger side, they're not letting me drive because I've been drinking. I open my door. I'm going to my glove compartment. I get it. Boom. So then he says, uh, cock it. And I cock it and I turn towards him. I'm like, what's going on? at this point, I'm really getting concerned, because you told me to get my firearm, you've told me to load my firearm, and I don't see, like, I don't see any arguments, I don't hear anybody, you know, talking crazy or anything, it's just you telling me this, but I'm listening to him, because I'm coherent, and then he's, like, turn around and show it to him, so I have my firearm in my hand, I turn around, and there's a guy standing between, like, the We were as close to each other as the only thing that was separating us really was my car door. My car door was between us. And he's standing there with his hand in his pocket. And he sees me standing there with my gun in my hand. And then he's standing there. He's got on the hoodie, his hand in his pocket. And he turns around and he walks off real fast. So I'm like, at that point, it's starting to settle in. And he's like, yeah. And then so uh, my brother comes around the corner. He's like, man, get in the car. Let's go. So we all get in the car and we pull off, and he's like, "Man, that dude was finna get you, bro." He's like, "I seen him. He he walked down in front of the cars, and I saw him put his hoodie on and duck down, and then I heard like he was like I heard the sound, the sound of a gun cocking, and then he popped back up. And when he popped back up, that's when I told you to turn around. So this guy was getting ready to run down on me, standing at my car, man, and you know." Who knows how that would have turned out if I didn't have my legally owned firearm with me at the time. And it was just like, dang, man, in those moments of time, man, when you start, once you go through it, it it hits you with like a cold rush, man, like a cold feeling of what could have happened. You know what I mean? And then it hits you with um, thankfulness that nothing did happen. You know what I mean? So, I definitely understand uh, what they're feeling and how they feel about having that that amount of violation pushed up on them. But, y'all didn't come here to listen to that. Y'all came here for some discipline. That's exactly what I'm going to give you. You got to be disciplined enough to start asking questions instead of making statements. A very successful friend of mine told me that statements close doors and questions open them. See... What he was saying was, if if you tell yourself, I can't afford to do this, you won't be able to. If you tell yourself, I can't do this, you'll never be able to. If you tell yourself, this isn't going to work, it's not going to work. Because you've already set the tone, you've already laid the foundation of failure in front of you. What you need to be doing is asking yourself questions. He told me that successful people, that people who are financially successful, ask questions instead of making statements instead of saying i can't afford this what you should be asking is how can i afford this what can i do to afford this instead oh there it goes again instead of saying this won't work you should be asking how can i make this work you see what i'm saying you see where we're going here instead of saying i'll never get approved for this loan, you should be saying how And what do I need to do to make sure I get approved for this loan? See, when you make those statements, you know you're shutting yourself out. You're telling yourself what you are, you aren't going to do. You've already made up your mind that you're not going to be able to do it. When you ask that question of how to do it, what do I need to do to do it? You open up a door of possibilities because now you're going to go out in search of explanations. You're going to go out in search of information. The main thing that helps the common guy like me or you, the common man or lady, working class, you know, like me or you, that hinders us from taking it to the next level is lack of information. We don't know how to do certain things. We don't know uh, uh, different benefits that are available for us. We don't know different programs and different ways how if I fill out the paperwork this way versus that way I can get this uh, residential loan and use it to buy a commercial property because there's an apartment on top of the commercial property. All this type of information we're lacking because they're not going to teach it to us in grade school. They're not going to teach it to us in college. This is information we have to go out and seek on our own. So be disciplined enough to stop making those statements and start asking questions. Take this information and use it however you will, but remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated. Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Now, get you a good breakfast, a protein shake, a smoothie. Get something up in you because you're going to need that energy while you're out here getting shit done. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Di Thoughts by the Di. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all. If you got the notion, hit that. That I couldn't think of anything that rhymes, but hit that support button, man, and drop a donation for your boy. Uh, if not, you know, just keep tuning in, man. I appreciate it. Thank y'all. I'm out of here.